0: Hey there, before we get started, I always forget to say this. Would you please go and take a moment and rate and review the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast? It's super helpful, helps people find the show, and it also gives me good feedback on how I can be making the show better or how I can continue to be awesome. That was uncomfortable for me to say. Okay, thanks for doing that. All right, now we'll get started. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Kaufeltz. We hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> thank you very much, even Lucy, and thank you for being here, for coming back, maybe for finding the show for the very first time. I am glad that you are here. My name is Eddie Koffoltz, and this is a podcast doing the best we can. On this show, we find ways to traverse this life together. I mean, that's really all I can promise in it. That's all we're really doing here. Some of the things we're going to talk about uh, week in and week out are going to be random and small and silly. Some are going to be big and brave and scary. I would definitely put this week's in that kind of second category of kind of big stuff. Um, and we will certainly fail. Uh, we'll succeed. We'll kind of hit the middle mark. Who knows? We're just doing the best we can here, which is why I named the show that. I am uh, really grateful that we get to share this together today. And you should know that this podcast actually started as a newsletter. The newsletter came out this morning as well. And there's some little fun extras in there, as well as some little tiny Easter eggs that I include every single week that no one has mentioned yet. So be on the lookout for those, but really love the newsletter. Uh, The best way you can support this show is by going and making sure that you are subscribed to that newsletter and inviting your friends to subscribe to that. Thank you. I'm going to quit selling now. Thanks. Subscribe to the newsletter. Rate review the show. I think we're good. I just, I'm feeling a little too podcasty professionally right now. Okay. It's just me. This is a live show. And that means that yes, you're going to hear my little slip ups, but also you're just going to get the most raw, uh, unfinished version of me and of our time together that I can possibly, that I can possibly muster while still sitting on a microphone. So (laughs) just know that that is kind of the format of the show. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to start off the show like we start off every single show with what I have called sometimes like the main article or the main idea. Uh, but this is just the main meat of the whole thing. It's what I've been considering. And it's what I've written about in today's newsletter. So here we go. Ooh! did you hear how quick I faded out the music? Someone's a little nervous about his little article and he's not ready to share. Okay, let's do it. Let's just do it and start the music. Issue 11, food and love confusion. Note, this article talks a bit about food addiction and the disordered eating. And so I don't want you to be caught off guard if that's a particular sensitivity for you. Feel free to come back, uh, I guess, next week totally understand. In 2017, or maybe it was any time after 1980, I was concerned about my weight. Vanity aside, I was objectively unhealthy and nervous about the long-term health effects. I'm young, I'd assure myself. I have decades before my health matters. But in reality, I knew my body wasn't designed to carry the kind of burden that I was hauling around. So I decided to try something new. Also, vanity not aside, I wanted to be better looking by the world's standards. I know everybody pushes back on that, and I'm glad they do. I really am. But I know Lizzo. I wasn't feeling good as hell. I was unhappy. I have spent my entire conscious life aware of the fact that I am overweight. It was brought to my attention by elementary school kids, confirmed at home, and etched into my psyche by the world. Big boned, husky, a healthy one, fat so, fat boy, fat Albert, that hasn't aged well, and other terms were some of the earliest labels I came to internalize. Now, this isn't an article about me being picked on, and my life is ex- exponentially more privileged than tragic. But I make this point to tell you that by the time I'd gotten to 2017... The issue of weight and health had been on my mind for decades. I spent countless seasons dieting, gaining, worrying, trying to ignore, denying, and binging. I knew by 2017 that the whole food thing was something more than a simple love of food. It was touching on something inside me that was broken. A brokenness that I'd learned years later was a cracking dam, not a leaking faucet. So... I found a weight loss counselor in the area and as is typically the case with counseling I went in with expectations about what I thought we'd do. I assumed we'd get into some of the hurt I'd experienced in the past. Maybe I'd get some practical tools for losing weight in a healthy way Uh, and I'd experience you know after a few weeks of crying it out and after that I'd check in every six months and the counselor would marvel at my physique. But as is so often the case with good counseling that's not what happened. Like not at all. The counselor, we'll call her Mandy, decided to spend the first few weeks talking about anxiety. She drilled down hard on why I thought I'd die, why I was nervous about health issues, how I handled that fear, what else I was afraid of, and the like. In my professional opinion, I thought her approach was misguided. I came in to lose weight, not to talk about fear. Yet we continued for weeks. As it turns out, Mandy knew what she was doing, and my professional opinion was clouded by the bonfire that was uh, raging in my psyche. Mandy sussed out that when I dissolved into her office love seat, despite my efforts to be present and curious and ready to engage, I was actually in pretty bad shape. Fear had gripped me. Hopelessness was guiding my thinking, uh, and anxiety, and its BFF, depression, were given free range to gorge themselves on my mind. In those initial weeks, she gently helped me calm some of those fears through meditation, gathering practical information about weight and weight loss, seeing a doctor for a checkup, and giving me, and getting me, and inviting me, I'm sorry, to journal every single day. Individually, those steps weren't anything, but taken as a sum, they ended up calming me down. Mandy was gently, expertly redirecting all of the energy that was melting my core and focused me on a tangible, practical release once i'd calmed down enough mandy gently posed this question she said what is your earliest memory of feeling bad about food i knew immediately and i cried deeply it's a memory that only takes up a few snapshots of time i was young elementary school age in my child at home and at my own birthday party with my family and extended family. The family was out back chatting and drinking. I came inside to survey the forthcoming dinner buffet. I spotted my grandma's crock pot with the dark brown ceramic inner lining and small yellow and orange flower detailing the outside. Under the glass lid, all I could see was foil. I knew that the foil was keeping something special wrapped up for me. Crispy, savory, a little sweet, warm, sausage pastries they are to me the perfect food and i still love them so much inside alone i reached up because i was a little boy took off the glass lid gingerly so as to not break it and surgically unfolded the foil i was so careful to cover my tracks so nobody would notice my senses were heightened i was feeling like a bad kid and didn't want to be caught i finally got into the pastries I ate so many of them. I was pounding them, not really even eating. It was intense and fast and pleasurable in a way that feels more like satiation than gratification. It was violent. I was binging. I was alone. Later that evening, I heard someone say, my gosh, we put a hurting on these sausage pastries. And my mom glanced at me. She had no judgment in her eyes, and she wasn't being unkind. But I knew, and I knew she knew, and I felt white-hot shame. It was the first time I realized that something about what had happened wasn't normal. At this point, Mandy inquired, It was your birthday. Certainly other favorites were available. Why the sausage pastries? Point Mandy. Without thinking, I shared with Mandy the deep love my grandmother had for me. I spoke about all the small moments that even today are right in front of me. I remembered the way her reading room smelled of old pine and sank a coffee. I recalled how she would take joy in me for exactly who I was, not what I was doing or who I could be. I remembered that she called me Little E and wrote me birthday cards that were a sentence long but expressed the fullness of her joy in me. I replied to Mandy's question about food with an answer about a person so is it fair to say that her sausage pastries felt like love Mandy posed yeah I replied falling into something that I didn't understand I just knew I was losing grip on something I'd been holding very tightly to is it fair to say in that moment that you were in your words violently eating were you taking in as in those moments were you taking in as much love as you could oh wow was all I could stammer I was falling fast now Mandy food wasn't food it was love you were starved for love I don't think we should blame that little boy for trying to stuff as much of that in as possible yeah I mumbled Still falling, not really even in that room anymore. It's a lot to experience, both the illumination of shame and a new pinhole of hope at the end of a very dark tunnel. Let's wrap up for this week, Mandy interjected humanely. The next week, Mandy broached the topic of Overeaters Anonymous. Oogie, so there's that um yeah this was a week i was thinking about when i said at some point that there may not be a free skate sometimes because i just don't want to i think that's going to be one of these weeks i just do want to share a couple of random things uh and I'll put music behind it the first is when i talked about my grandma if you ever oh somebody dropped something outside i hope they're okay um, somebody, uh, if you ever see me in person on my left arm, there is a tattoo with some writing on it. And that is a tattoo that of my grandmother's handwriting. Uh, just so I always remember that. So that's the first thing she did pass away a bunch of years ago. Just so you know, uh, the second thing, and on a much lighter note, I did want to share this. Okay. We're going to completely turn the corner cause I just had to share this. Okay. So if you remember last week, hold on, no, this deserves, this deserves bouncy music. We can do it, right? Let's have bouncy music. Okay. Whew. <laughs> Let's walk out of it. Let's wrap up the session. Uh, okay, so quick, okay, I just wanted to say a little funny PS to something. So last week, remember, I was reading and we were listening to some feedback, and Jeremy gave his feedback. And Jeremy was talking about how uh, he used to be uh, work in a church, and then he said, "Like we felt called." And then I made the little joke that wasn't even that funny, but I made the little joke that was like, "Oh, you never said who we is. We is maybe it was like your cat." Um, oh, 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 oh cat. Um, and so I made that little joke. and was a little proud of myself, and then I got this message. Hey, Eddie. This is Melissa, and I just wanted to let you know that your friend Jeremy doesn't have a cat, but he has a, f- a wife named Melissa. <laughs> have a great day. Glad to have you back in my ears as well. Oh, you can hear the you can hear the sassiness, but also the smile when she's talking. I love that. I uh, thought that was very funny. That was a good full circle uh, joke. So. Melissa, Jeremy, thank you. Lovely people, and uh, so are you. So, I guess that's it. Uh, maybe that's considered a free skate. Let's, let's say it was right. We did a free skate. All right, uh, close out the show. Again, the newsletter today has some uh, kind of practical next steps to this whole this whole topic that I was talking about. Um, links to oa over readers anonymous a book that i learned a lot from during that time so feel free to go over there uh all of that is at eddie and as always thank you to uncle jimmy for editing the newsletter you are the very best uncle jimmy i hope you feel better he got a little bit of a flu this week i both cared about him but i was also nervous he wouldn't edit edit the newsletter because i don't have a plan b but we made it and uncle jimmy made it and he's feeling better so that's good hopefully we'll be able to play xbox tonight okay feels like i'm using enough time here i think we're about done thanks to you thank you so much for listening today thank you for being on this journey thank you for your incredible affirmations uh both in your words and also in your sharing uh, just being awesome i look forward to chatting with you next week on doing the best we can